Doom, doom. Share. Happy loving in life. So this is the second show of 2020, right? If you say so. <laughs> I just wanted to see what reaction I'd get this time. It's all good to me. I'm just getting younger with that. <laughs> oh, dear. You were born young. You're going to die young. Because with that attitude, God knows you won't live to be old. This oh, is true. <laughs> this is quite true, my friends. <laughs> um. Stop. Stop. Yes. That's me. All right. One show. I'm clicking going going live. Going live. Which we going probably live. already usually means we already We're live. live. Yeah. Yeah, it says live. It always does that. So I love it. Let me start the show. All right. Come on. I did it wrong again. Uh, <laughs> Second show of the year. Of 2020. 2020. <laughs> I just said second show of the year. Yeah, I know. I didn't put it in there this time. Didn't need any harassment. <laughs> did we do it right this time? Yep. In a world of divisiveness we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jimmy Carter. Oh, and I love peanuts. Okay, this is great. <laughs> I'm Anita Bryant, if anybody knows who that is. Yep. Yeah, your oranges went sour, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I am Maya Angelou. Uh, and blessings. Hey, phenomenal. I love this show. I love when it's time for us to do this show. I just told Andy, I was like, I looked at my calendar earlier today and I was like, I got the show again tonight. I'm like, didn't we just do this yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens. The older we get, the more we think we did it yesterday. <laughs> right. Yesterday was 2020. <laughs> well, for some people, that's more true than others. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so anyways, how are you uh, today? Mr. Jimmy, and why weren't you at the inauguration? You were uh, the only one missing. I, 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 was, I was actually at my movie premiere. Ooh, how'd that go? Uh, actually, that, the reason I was on, Kevin wanted, Dr. Kevin wanted to get on earlier tonight to have a chat about some work stuff, and I couldn't because I was actually doing a private screening of the film. Um, it's the, I got it this morning. The... Uh, score has been added to the film. There are still a couple little things we have to make changes to, but I felt it was to the point that I just thought I wanted to start sharing it with people because it's been driving me crazy that I haven't been able to share it. Because I live for watching people watch the movie, you know what I mean? Watching mm -hmm. them and their reactions. So I, I, that's what I was doing right before we, got, we jumped on here. Who's private screening? Rachel and her family, Greg and Nicholas. Oh, so you were screening. How come we didn't see it? because I didn't know if you were available. Um, I think there was a word called ask me. <laughs> That's two words, honey. I don't mean to check you out. It's, it's when you're from, when your family's from the South, ask me is one word. A-S-Q-M-H-E, ask me. <laughs> you know, I, I plan on doing some more private screenings. Through, uh, we had issues tonight, and so I'm trying to work out the kinks with a new program called CNAR or mm -hmm. CNAR. And it's where you're allowed mm -hmm. to, you're supposed to do a watch party. So I'm trying to figure that out so I can show it to some more people. You know, we got to do it privately because we're doing the festival run and we can't have a premiere right. on a lot of festivals. So 
Right. Well, but hopefully I'll get to, an invitation next time. Yes, you you and I can do a showing. I could ha- have you watch it with me. I'd love that. I'm, I'm not in it. it. I've already um, seen it. He saw he yeah, he saw it earlier, Kai. You haven't seen it with the new music, the actual music yet. Oh, well, maybe maybe Rain and I should do uh uh, do our private screening together. We can have a bowl of popcorn, a virtual bowl of popcorn we can share. I, I like love that. Extra butter and extra salt. There, that, that does it for me. We, that's an <laughs> East Coast kind of popcorn right there. Honey, my, my corn has so much salt and butter on it, it don't pop nowhere but in my mouth. <laughs> Mine too. I'm like, God, my hands are so stiff after I eat a bucket of it. I wonder what that's from. That's the that's called the cooling lard on your finger. <laughs> so uh, Brent commented on your your ask me. He has it as A X M E. Ask me. I take that. <laughs> ask me. I take that. So I am seeing. Oh, there we are. There's the there's the comments. Okay, I wasn't getting the comment feed before. Oh. Look at who's being pushy. Yeah. Button her head right up, and she's like, "Hello, she's always, Kitty Cat." She's always on the show. Like, Hello, Kitty Cat. If I had a pet, I would bring them on the show. But as you can see, these are my my friends here. Well, you haven't shown us all of them. You got some more creepier dolls and doll heads. Yeah, there's some serious ones in here. I'm actually um, moving them around, and I got some more today. And yeah. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm, as my <laughs> husband says, it's like a doll cemetery in here. So, <laughs> well, if you have any old dolls from thrift stores, would you send them to me? <laughs> Repurposed. Yes, well, that's I'm exactly what it is. I've got a few X's in Vegas and Phoenix and uh, L.A. and yeah, I got I got a lot of X dolls around somewhere. I can behead them for you and send them over. <laughs> Well, go right ahead. I'll give you the address where you can send those. (laughs) Whose address are you giving him? It doesn't matter as long as it's not mine. (laughs) Morgana just wanted, she got very nervous for a second because she thought that the next thing after the doll cemetery was going to be the pet cemetery. And she was just. Yeah, no, you know what? Um, I'll have to give you a pet head tour at some point because, again, tonight's guest, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But that's, uh, we'll go back to repurposing. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, repurposing. We are singing my song. Yes. I have a question. Tonight, I'm going to start this. So, Maya, uh, Miss Maya, how what's the best thing that's happened to you since we last saw you well since you asked uh i actually um so a couple of things first of all i have a new poem i wrote since last thing last one so i want to share because last time i did bleeding the red white and blue Mm -hmm. attempted takeover from of the uh government uh, and so I have a new one today called New Day that I want to make sure that I get a chance to read. Um, I have just discovered a new, uh, like in beta, hot uh, new app called Clubhouse. And I did my first Clubhouse thing on ADD, ADHD brilliance uh, while I was sitting uh, having dinner at Not Your Average Joe's. Uh, um, a friend of mine from CEO space that Elmer's met, Carol um, from Chicago, uh, she, uh, she said, you've got to get on this app. All these people are on this app and they just will suddenly open up a room and start talking about something and people will join them. And, you know, and you build this, you build it, does a lot of connectors and stuff like this. And she said, you got to be on there. So I downloaded the app and we're, we're at dinner and I downloaded the app. I put my name on my Dr. Kevin is my handle. Cause I try to be my Dr. Kevin at all my social medias. Mm-hmm. And so I took that. She goes, okay, so what would you talk about? And I was like, ADD, ADHD, brilliance. And she goes, okay, 10 minutes. There's a room. I've scheduled it. You're going to be on and you're going to be talking about it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wolfing down food, running to the bathroom, putting my thing. I don't know, like five or six people showed up during the time I was talking about 
you know, how the ADHD brain is, you know, how the brain that made the problem can't solve it. So that's where the ADD, ADHD brain came in that's going to solve a lot of our problems if we'd stop medicating it and convincing it it was stupid. So it would stop trying to trying to solve our problems. So but, is this a video thing? No, it's all audio. Oh, so it, so it's not just yeah. text. It's, it's an, but it's, it is audio. Okay. Audio. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I'm, so I'm going to try to, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. She raves about it. She goes, it's a great place to make connections, meet new, new people. I jumped on it and immediately said, here are people you might want to follow that we think you know. And there was about 40 on there. And I was like, yep, no, yep, 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 yep. Can you send the link to us? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll send the link to you. But it's a great master connector type of thing. Okay. I so like that. So I have the poem, which I'll read at some point. Um, and <clears throat> those two things come to mind. And Elmer shared he had he was uh, having a kinky time screening his privates. Uh, is that what he said? Mm -hmm. Close. Kinky and privates and screening. Close. Close. Yes. Okay. No cigar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it was kinky in privates, I hope there was a cigar. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you know, hey, look, you know, as long as it's not a Sherlock Holmes drama, because then the, the cigar had strychnine in it. So, you know. Oh, um, yes, of course it did. And absinthe, right? <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder. Yes, what they say. <laughs> so how is your week? Because I know that we want to hear about your week. I'm going to read my poem and then we're going to get Shabby Knapsack on. I um, love it. My week was great. Uh, two weeks. It seems like I did see you guys yesterday. I know. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. And probably because Web of Light was in there, the expo, which I thought was amazing and some great speakers. And Dr. Kevin, uh, again, thank you. It was really awesome. And people were asking how they can get the link. I said, hold your horses. As soon as we get it. that stuff done, I said, we'll send it out. And um, I told them it was a paid link to see the um, the actual expo and the speakers. So I each, hope that's right. Each class will be, they can buy it individually. Each class is $25. Okay. okay, perfect. I just told them it was a paid link. So I didn't know how it worked, but yeah. paid was the word they needed to hear from me. So when that's up and running, and I know some of you will be watching this later and you'll ask me again, so you can see it here. <laughs> Ta-da, but it was a great week. I'm excited for my new week. I really hope this is the week that Jimmy Fallon calls me. That's what I'm just waiting for. Jimmy That's Fallon? That's it. Yes. Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel can call me as well, but I really love Jimmy Fallon. It's just, yeah, <laughs> waiting. So you're not going to take the call from Noah Trevor? Oh, I love Noah Trevor. He's so funny. I love it. I'll take the call from any of those guys. I'm telling you, you... I'll take the call from Ellen. I'll take the call from Dr. Kevin. I mean, you name it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we've had you on the radio show, but there's no reason why we can't have you back on at some point. I'd love that. I love that. I want to hear your poem. Okay, let me do this, and then we can shabby up our knapsack and, 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 and Missy and Lizzie. Uh, love it. <laughs> it's called New Day. One twenty twenty one. The sun rose today, and I swear it was a little bit brighter. My spirit awoke today, and it felt a little bit lighter. This day I find infused with hope. We have survived a great storm where hate and divisiveness had become the new norm. We were encouraged to hate, ignoring the truth while taking the bait. Our fears were fed, Lies presented as truths were all we had. They wanted to fuel our anger into hating the other, justifying our actions to hate instead of loving our brother. Desperate cults breaking every rule of separation of church and state made gloriously hideous statements to hold on to their power and their plate. And if you ask what would Jesus do, the answer was sit down and weep at his name being associated with hate mongering tweets. But morning has broke, now broken in a new day. How quickly can we recover? How soon can we discover? Only the, only the ones abusing their power was the other. 
The ones who profited off feeding us hate, making themselves feel great, staying in power through the falsehood of the deep state. How easily we can be led astray, but now we have a new day. New hope has come to stay. Let love and unity guide our way. I love that. Thank you. It's beautiful. I, I have decided I'm going to make one of the collections I release this, a lot of this new poetry I'm writing. I was trying to get the old poetry out, but I'm working, I'm doing a working title of Patriotism, Politics and Poetry, Born on the Fourth of July. Oh boy, that's a whole different show. <laughs> well, you know, I was born on the 4th of July and I do have an Uncle Sam and God knows I was born to be a dandy. Well, this so. is true that you are a Yankee doodle dandy. Yep. Yep. My dandy doodles all the time and I certainly am. <laughs> so hey, <let's> <laughs> without further ado <laughs> or like without to, further don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I would like to introduce you to Rizzy Myers. She is a fifth generation seamstress who has a passion for design and unique style. She birthed her business Shabby Knacksack 16 years ago after moving to Portland, Oregon. There she found an outlet for her upcycled art form that she had already been practicing for much of her life, the Portland Saturday Market. From there, she has spent all of her time pouring herself into her two greatest things in life that drive her. Her business and her eldest daughter, Aurora, joined her many years ago, sewing and designing uh, along with her, alongside her and has only recently become a partner in the business, finding their creations. You can find their creations at shabbynapsack.com and join them on their adventures every Saturday as they talk about what they are working on live on social media. And without further ado, yeah. Lizzie Lizzie. Yeah. Hey, baby. Yeah. Woo. Crowd goes wild. <laughs> Welcome. That's some old school there, Rain. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. Uh, would you tell that beautiful sister of yours that I'm talking to you and she's sending me messages? Do you She's sending you messages right now <laughs> on Instagram. Mary, stop it! <laughs> I'm on my phone right now. That's where I'm zooming from. <laughs> I love it. Welcome, so, mom and dad. If you guys are watching right now, tell Mary to stop texting Rain, okay? <laughs> and and watch the show. And watch the show. Come on now, guys. I've I've done the work. <laughs> work it, girl. Work it. <laughs> All social media, tell you what, new world. I guess I should start this off a little bit because Dr. Kevin, Elmer, you'll see he never stops talking, but Dr. Kevin's going to be the one grilling you here. But just a little bit. Um, so guys, I met Lizzie like when you started 16 years ago. You had some of your yeah. first pieces and you made some of them for me. Ta-da! This is a shabby knack sack exclusive. I love it. So everywhere I go, people are like, where did you get that sweater, that skirt? Because I had a sweater, had Snoopy on it and Woodstock and his friends. And I met this woman in Portland, my husband and I were visiting. And it, I had sewed it everywhere I could possibly sew it. And I meet this woman and there's these fun things in her booth. And she says, well, if you send me your sweater, I could turn it into a skirt. And I thought, first of all, I don't know her. Because second of all, I'm from the Bronx. I can't trust anybody, right? New York City girl. And I'm like, third, if I send my sweater, she doesn't send it back. I'm going to have to come back to Portland and find my sweater. So I go back home and I send her my sweater. And I forgot all about it, actually. And like a few weeks later, I get this box and it says shabby knapsack. And I thought, isn't that that girl in Portland? And I open it and it was one of the most beautiful skirts I had ever seen. She made Snoopy looked like he was flying on his little house with, <laughs> with stock and the guys. And I still have that skirt and I don't wear it very often because again, I'm afraid it's going to fall apart, right? Because I like to wear it, wear it, wear it. But um, that's how we met. And from there, I just, I've watched her have like 15, 16 children. I, 
I, I love her husband. I love her creativity. I love her spirit. She's part of the family. She's my own personal designer. I don't buy as much as I want to because, I mean, my closet is like the shabby knapsack closet. And because it's like that, you see my friends always take my clothes. They're in Canada and they're in Mexico and you see them in Washington and New York. And there's all these places that your stuff has gone because now I no longer own it because I gave it away. But that's kind of, that's our Lizzie and Rain story. And so Dr. Kevin, I'm just going to sit back and let you and Elmer just beat her right over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so first of all, do you also design and make clothes for men? I do. I've only done custom orders. Um, for the most part, as far as specific designs for men, though I have had plenty of men come to my booth at, with my tops, um, my jackets especially, um, and and they come in and they still can totally rock them. They have a little bit more of a feminine flair when it comes right out of my booth. And it's not because I'm just a woman-only person. It's just because I, my my whole line was born out of me wanting to dress me. And so I do a whole lot of dressing me and then I put it up in my booth. And so that's just kind of what my booth is full of is, is what I want to wear. And so it's, it's kind of naturally ended up that way. And I have had dreams and that question put to me, oh goodness, for more than a decade. And I, I still dream big and I have all these ideas and I just don't have enough time. I think I have enough time. I always have so much more on my list and think I can do so much more than what I can do. And I, and I can't. <laughs> one of these days, one of these days. So, well, you know, I think, you know, for you, uh, I, I had a, for a couple of years, I had a TV show that I did called Dragons, Unicorns and Other Creative Creatures. And it was all about buy for and about artists. And, you know, I'd have artists on and promote local artists on my TV show. And the, the number of, of artists that came on that fell into what I call the uber creative. And, you know, and, and I fall into that, the uber creative, as I sit here and, and, and crochet as we're talking. I love it. Um, you know, is the, the uber creative has the brain of kind of like the road runner going like this, just dipping in all these little pools of, you know, like, well, what can I do with this? And what can I do with that? And what's this? Um, so if somebody, that when somebody comes to you and says, I want to, I, I would like, if I said to you, I would like a Doctor Who themed kilt. Could you do that? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. It's going to be, so the, the big thing with that is, is when people say stuff like that, they have in their head what they want. And I have to try and figure out what's in their head in order to translate into what I'm making. Unless that person actually trusts me to create what's from my head. And the way you translate in Doc Doctor Who and the way I translate Doctor Who can look totally different. So it kind of depends on how you want to tap into that. But I'll delve into it no matter which way you want me to do it. Well, if you make me look like I'm bigger on the inside than on the outside. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, oh, I, boy. I, I, mean, I mean, I think that it's the difference, and correct me if I'm wrong, with dealing really with a designer who you say, you look and you're like, I like how they design. They're a designer, and so I'm going to give them some idea I have, but it's their job to design it versus, you know, you're going somewhere and you're, you're having somebody be a seamstress to your patent that you've made. It's a different, it's a whole different animal. It's different. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was the most favorite request you ever had? uh in making some clothes for somebody else oh there's there's several because they come from different outlets i've done some some wedding garments that have been um uh this was oh, over a decade ago a woman came to me she was about to get married and she wanted 
to utilize her mother's gown. And she was not the same size as her mother. Her mother was like a size zero when her mom got married. And she was more like a size 18, women's 18. And she wanted me to dismantle her mother's wedding gown and make it into a creation. And she came over and we worked together with it. And, um, and we, we made an, a, a wonderful, beautiful outfit. And the, the thing that was so great about that is how beautiful she felt. Um, my, my, my biggest thing is that I, I want people to leave my, my, my presence with a new garment feeling amazing. I want people to just feel amazing. And we all know that we do talk a lot about women and how they see themselves these days. And we have these impossible, um, you know, stereotypes that we're supposed to look like and everything. And I, and I hate those. I, I hate the whole size zero, size two, size, whatever mentality. I've, I've grown up with, with women. I'm the smallest person in my life and in, in my family um, and women of all different sizes and shapes and just the, the battle and then friends with the battle of trying to fit into that stereotype. If I can make someone feel amazing, no matter what they're wearing, then I've accomplished that. And I've, I've been able to do that with wedding garments. Um, I've done it several times with wedding garments, but that, that was the one with the actual mother's gown. Um, so I've done it with brown gown for, you know, you started with a zero for a woman who was a size 18. So was the gown her wedding veil and you just created everything else or? The thing was more like, it looked more like something that Madonna would wear <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Okay. I, I'm, 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 I have eighties in my heart. Anybody who knows me, Cindy Lauper and Madonna are just like idols. Okay. And, um, okay. I, uh, almost everything that I make, if it's really coming from me, it looks like it's from the eighties. And, uh, and she looked like, she looked like an eighties bride. She really did. Um, and it, it was amazing. And it was something she could wear every day of her life after that. It wasn't your traditional look. Um, I didn't get photos of it. I was, a, I was new at the whole business game. And so I really am sad about that. Um, but it was, it, it was wonderful. It was so much fun as she came and, and worked with me. Um, I've also worked with a, a, a music producer that's local to here. Um, and she goes to the Grammys almost every year. Um, I did, I've done her red carpet dress. And frequently she brings me a gown from her past and she's very eighties in her heart as well. And we've done some fun things there as well. I've, I've been able to post those on my Facebook page and such as she's gone to the Grammys and those, that's been fabulous too. Cause she goes there and she just feels like a rock star. And I mean, that's just what I want to do. I want people to feel fabulous in my clothes. Um, and those have been the, the biggest ones I think that uh, just have, I've just loved doing. So, so Rain had talked about earlier that when you came on, we were going to talk about repurposing. Yeah. So explain more about, about, about that in your business. So everything that I do is repurposed um, or sustainable. I, I've added more sustainable elements, especially during COVID. It's really hard to get repurposed clothing right now. And I use a lot of bamboo fabric, especially with the masks that I've been doing. Um, Love and uh, it, it's everything's out of recycled and salvaged fabric. So the sweaters, the, the skirts, the, the everything. I'll use curtains, I'll use blankets, I'll use old clothes, I'll use anything. Um, men's curtain. suits, I love turning a man's suit into something that's, that's totally crazy. So the curtains, do you, leave the, do you leave the curtain rod in? All right, Bob Mackey. <laughs> Come on! I tried. I tried. They said no. <laughs> it was it, come on. It was a classic. It was it was like the epitome, Carol Burnett. <laughs> that yes, would be. That would be. She was going more for Scarlett O'Hara, though. This girl was like, <laughs> "Can you turn this into like Scarlett O'Hara?" And the curtain rod. She didn't. She wasn't down with it. She, she wanted it. <laughs> I would have. I would have loved the Carol Burnett, though. She's yes, she's another yes. one of my idols. So, um, so you like, so repurposing is great, obviously. Um, and I, I, I've done my own version of repurposing because I've lost a lot of weight. So now I just wear a lot of layers. So my, my pants that were bigger now go over my pants that are smaller when it's cold. Up. 
Yeah. Hey, I have three layers of pants on. Keeps me warm. Um, Absolutely. But so if I were to like send you a suit and say, make something for rain out of the suit, you could repurpose it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Actually, yeah. Men's suit jackets even. I've um, almost every single thing that I made in the very beginning was mainly made out of men's pants and men's suit jackets. Um, especially the inside pockets, I would take out the lining, rip out all the stuffing that was stiff and you made it so you couldn't machine wash it. Sew the lining back in and do applique on it. And I would, I would, I'm just after the fabric really. And that's some beautiful fabric. Most, I mean, men's suits just, I mean, some of the best fabric. I've got a whole attic full of them because I very rarely wear suits and out, none of them fit me. So, um, do you have a preference of being able to just create and put it up and sell it? Or do you prefer trying to, uh, or do you prefer working with somebody where you can let your creativity design a fantasy piece for them? Which That's one? such a tough question. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I heard you talking about ADD, ADHD before this when I was off camera and um, totally my game. That's, that's who I am. And, and some of it just totally depends on where I'm at. Sometimes I'm just in a zone where it's all what I'm designing and Lizzie and I'm just, my brain is bursting with the fabrics that are around me. And then sometimes I meet somebody and connect with them. And especially when I know they trust me. Um, and they like my style already. And so I know that they can trust me. Um, if it's a meaningful piece and it's something that they just really, really, you know, connect with, that's really, really awesome. Uh, my whole life really has to kind of come to a standstill to fully delve into that. Um, when I'm taking on a bunch of custom stuff and then also trying to do the other side at the same time, um, I come to the slowest pace in the world, though I really enjoy it because it's a little bit of everything. Nobody likes the pace that I move at, though, <laughs> at that point, because <laughs> it's just too much multitasking. So it's, it just really depends on what mood I'm in, you know, and it depends on the level of trust from the person. It really does. Sometimes we, you know, we try to bring in the title of the show, Laughing, Loving, and Alive, and when we talk to our our guests. So what popped into my head was, um, have you ever made anything with the purpose of making people laugh? And if you did, can you tell us about it? Or I can show it to you. <laughs> Rain is the best for that one because she really is the epitome of sending me crazy stuff and saying, <laughs> do, what, do whatever and send it back. <laughs> And she's she's we've developed that trust relationship though you know some people like they 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 really it's a hard thing to let go of that that thing that they have in their head or that item that they have um oh goodness i think okay, i'm gonna I, show them you can tell him so <laughs> elmer i had a shirt in high school that i really loved right and it was ratty so this is my shirt right so I said, and I had a t-shirt that was falling apart that I always thought is funny. My friends would tell people to run when they saw the t-shirt and she figured out a way where I could wear it. <laughs> nice. So I can wear it for like inside out. This is like, it could be the top. It could also be the bottom and the Bronx is the top or you can wear it inside out or reversible. So it's like eight ways you can wear this one shirt. Nice. And it's when I saw Trust Me, I'm a Doctor, all my friends were like, where does that woman live? We may have to kill her because how dare she keep this going? <laughs> See, there, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I just sent her all this stuff and, you know, just, just let her do her thing. I, I, after the Snoopy one, she could do whatever she wants for me. <laughs> That was an early development in our relationship too. That really was. Yeah, for sure. That yeah. was our first development. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to kill a stranger over a sweater. <laughs> it's funny because the top that she just showed you, I call it the four-way top. And it's a style that I started doing a, a long time ago. And um, 
and every now and then I bring it back because it's, it's a brain buster. It really, it's, it's like a puzzle and I really have to be able to delve into it. And it was one of those times I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this idea of a top that it didn't matter which way you put it on head through the big holes, arms through the little holes, and it would look good. So upside down, right side up, frontward, backward, wrong side out. And it was very me because I want to just be able to throw something on. I'm a comfort first person, just comfortable, easy, but I still want to look fun and original and different. And, um, and it, it kind of wasn't something I really thought was going to be super taken seriously in the beginning. And then once I made the first one, I'm not allowed to stop making them. You know, I have people all the time going, where's the four way tops? Where are the four way tops? And they come back like once a year and I'll make like 10 of them, you know? And I, and I just, you know, this, um, being on this show and everything with with rain because she's she's a four-way top person inspired me to to bring back my four-way tops again for it last this, at least this last weekend and probably for another couple weeks but that was one of those where it was intended to not be super serious but it was one of the biggest hits ever and it and it doesn't look like a funny top necessarily but it kind of is you know so it's it's probably the best answer I can give you. Besides <laughs> me never taking me seriously, I'm always dressing myself up like a, a clown and making, I never take myself seriously. Um, but I always try to make sure that everybody else is, is feeling really hot, you know? And so, um, yeah, otherwise I'm the big clown in the room. There's, there's <laughs> definitely been a movement over the last 16 years to where kind of, a cross between androgynous and kind of non-binary type looks. You know, I mean, we always had them. You had David Bowie in the 80s, 70s and 80s yeah. doing that right. stuff, you know? And, but it's, it's reached more of a street level now. Yeah. <laughs> where that, do you find that over the 16 years that you are getting more um male males and they like and they take it right off your right off your rack because it has that oh yeah and you used to oh absolutely they'll take it right off my body i'm one of those people that um i wear layers yeah i'm a portlander i wear layers all the time and i frequently i always make this joke that when i go to market i ask my husband i'm like hey how do i look today and he says i don't it doesn't really matter because you're not going to come back wearing the same thing as you're wearing right now you know because i i sell the things off of me it looks better on a person than it does on a rack and i'm 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 not very well endowed. And so the shape and the form that I normally end up wearing ends up looking really good on a lot of males. And so I, I do, I end up with my clothes on them. I've, I've had them off of my racks. Um, I have a lot of one size fits all clothing. And so it really does cross over pretty easily. Um, that's been one of my, my biggest things. Cause I, I, I hate, um, I've, I've been a yo-yo of size my whole life. And I've, I've stabilized a lot more in my, my later, my later ages here as I've gotten healthier and such, but, uh, I hated going up to mannequins or into stores and going, I love that. And then I try it on and it just looks awful. And then you feel awful. Mm -hmm. And I, I hated that feeling. I hated seeing the people that I love go through that feeling. And my biggest desire was to come up with something that made somebody be able to come into my booth and it didn't matter who they were, what size they were, they could try it on. If they liked the style, they could walk out feeling fabulous. And so if it's, especially the more androgynous looking ones, I have, um, actually I have, I, I pulled this photo out because this is about what I looked like when I met Rain right there. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> Long, crazy right there. But, um, I have just these wonderful, crazy, fun, asymmetrical jackets. And those are a lot of the ones that, especially the males come after, they have a, a more androgynistic um, feel to them. And I'm, I'm pretty basic and, and um, uh, kind of nuts no matter what in my colors, but they kind of cross over really well. And, and then I live in Portland. So that gives a lot more freedom as well. So the, the two that are behind you up on the, uh, on the shelves. So it's, are those made of different materials the different colors? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's a couple, so there's two tops right there. And then there's the two skirts there. The wrap skirts are made out of mainly, well, 
men's shirts is where the style was born out of. And now I, I will sometimes just get big pieces of fabric. And I've been doing a collaboration with um, some amazing tie-dye artists out here. Um, their business is called Out of the Closet Artwear. Mm -hmm. And they do this black, batik, amazing fabric. And that's the top one right there. You see kind of like in a, in the rainbow-esque, I'll come back here a second. <laughs> so right back here, this is actually sweatshirt fabric all tie-dyed in the black batik and, and more sweatshirt fabric. Whereas this is a nice chunky knit sweater, something more like that would be knitted or crocheted, similar to what I'm wearing right now. And then the skirts at the bottom there are mainly made out of, of men's button up shirts. Love finding the super crazy colorful ones, but if I can't find color, I will find that in just um, salvaged pieces of fabric. Um, a lot of quilters cottons, you know, I find some good colors that way. I'm, I'm pretty picky about using things that were either remnants or nothing brand new, unless it's the bamboo fabric, because it is sustainable. I love those two outfits. They look really nice. Thank you. I love bamboo. I love, I love bamboo. Uh, the bamboo. I've got a few things in bamboo, and I really like it there. I have to tell you this, because it makes me think of it. So, uh, uh, I have this quilt that my grandmother made and it was all clothing from her kids leftover stuff when they were out growing it and she couldn't do anything with it. And I remember being a kid and she could tell me that was your Aunt Olive's blouse and this was your Uncle Norton. She still remembered with it and she, and she hand quilted this whole quilt and I still have it and it's just this incredible memory piece yeah that, that know, would be that's excellent to, you know so i think that's important if you if we could wave a magic wand and you could create an outfit for one person that you would like to see wearing it who would it be? besides rain would it... <laughs> okay <laughs> rain would be pretty oh come on now oh goodness who would it be Oh. It's going to be somebody that you haven't had the opportunity to do it for, right? So, so <laughs> a lot of people know that I, I, there's, there's several, um, several inspirational people throughout my life. And so I automatically think of those people. Stevie Nicks is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, I just am in love with her, her person, her music, everything, her style. I would, I would love to make her just a crazy, awesome outfit. Um, she's been kind of the main one, you know, I've, I've dreamt in the past, you know, Cindy Lauper, of course, and, uh, um, oh goodness. Those would probably be my top two right now, but again, I'm ADHD. And so it kind of depends on, on my mood at the time. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Well, I'm, anyway, I'm sure. I'm sure with Rain's connections that she'll have Stevie Nicks watch this show at some point. I'm going, you, you're reading my mind there, Elmer. Exactly. Because I know someone who knows her. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. So I will get on the horn tomorrow and see if I can hunt those gonna, people down. I'm going to touch you through my screen right now. Just to... You know, I want to bring this up because I know Lizzie never talks about herself. And this to me is important because through our um, relationship business friends, and then we became real friends. And um, there was a point in time where lots was going on with Lizzie and our, you know, our family. And, um, you know, we, we got through it and she got through it and, you know, rah, rah, cheer, cheer. But I'd like to talk about, because, you know, my involvement with breast cancer and, uh, she donates when she can. She sends me like a surprise box and then there are anywhere from two to 20 pieces in there as does her wonderful sister May, who's a pilot. Yes, she, um, they send it. And there are a lot of survivors stage four, especially under the age of 30 that really wanna own one of her pieces. But with the medical bills and being in hospice and things of that nature, they actually do not get that chance. And so when I get those, I get, I send them immediately to the patient. And it's interesting because someone will say, oh, you know, I've been wanting one of these for a couple of years and they're too frail to even wear it. And they send pictures with them on, you know, their family when they're in hospice. 
and they hand it down to their best friend. So the best friend can remember, you know, who Shabby Knapsack is and that she not long ago um, in, uh, in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, she was absolutely incredible. She was a sweet and lovely and she wanted something for a few years. And, you know, Lizzie sends that to her and she looked absolutely adorable. I saw her at New York Fashion Week, which is when I gave it to her and she wore it. And she always talked about how excited and other people wanted it. And once she passed away, like before she passed away, she said, you know, please thank Lizzie for doing that. And I thought, wow, you, you just never know who you're going to touch. And now I think one of her friends owns your piece, Lizzie. So, you know, anytime you want to donate something, and I told her, even if it had its holes in it or something you're thinking about trashing, send it because it, you don't know the effect that it has on some of these young women Absolutely. and older women. So thank you. I, I know you're not going to toot your own horn, but I wanted to put that out there so people know that you behind the scenes, you're a serious philanthropist. And it just brings so much joy to others. Thank you, Rain. I, I, it's, it's one of those, you know, everybody talks about that's like the worst news that they could ever. I, I remember where I was standing, where I, where I was, the time of day and everything when I, when I got the message that you had breast cancer and um, just, uh, just tears. And I was angry for you and all those things and the, and the grace and the bravery that you had just touched me. Like I never, I would not be that good of a person. I, I know that I'd be one of those people that just was angry and not fair. And I hope it never happens, but like, I just can't, I can't imagine. I just can't. And as I, as I watch you brave women battle, I hope and pray that it never happens to, to anybody else. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I do not, um, you, you always wonder how you would react if certain things happen, you know, to you. Um, you know, what would, how would I react if, if somebody comes along and robs me, stuff like that. Um, I'm pretty sure that I would not be as graceful and amazing as brave and as brave as you and so many of the women that you've had the ability to have, um, communication with. I hope that I would be, but, um, goodness I just I can't imagine but um I hope I hope that it it touches and it helps and it um it's the least that I can do I'm 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 blessed with um relatively good health I have autoimmune issues and ADHD and dyslexia and all that stuff but but nothing that's ever really threatened my my life um to that effect and I just I I just can't imagine I really can't well you know, we appreciate you adding that, you know, because something like your outfit, the looks on their faces, because I bag it when you send it, you know, I put it in a pretty bag and stuff it or a box one. And when they open it and they realize it's one of your pieces, you cannot buy the look on their face. You know, and, and again, you know, for me, I've been volunteer spokesperson and you know, fundraiser for breast cancer since 1976. So I've always been saying, you know, stay positive and do this. And then when it showed up for me in 2011, I was like, okay, I've been talking the talk. And now can I walk this walk that I thought I'd been helping other people walk? And was it easy? No, I never want that to happen to anyone. But, you know, I wore so many Lizzie pieces when that happened, <laughs> you do. It was easy because people would comment on it. And I'm like, oh, this is my friend and she's all quirky and this is vintage and she's using pieces <laughs> and I have breast cancer and I know I smell funky, but I'm still wearing. So uh, those women, yeah, because, you know, I did, I, I, it was rank. I smelled really rank. And uh, women out there or even men that have breast cancer, they know that just the smell, you know, maybe it's open wound or whatever is happening. But I just, like I said, from all of those young women, because I see pieces that people say, oh, she got this in hospice. She wanted to say thank you. And they passed it to their mom or the dad. I don't even know some of these women because some people wear it and then they pass it to someone else. Right. So I say all of that to say, because of people like you and because of people like Dr. Kevin and because of people like Elmer, I can fight that fight continuously. And like your sister and your mom and all the people that donate, you guys help me. To, to keep the morale up. So yes, Laughing Loving Alive, Loving Martin, okay. Dr. Kevin Show, Shabby Knapsack, all of that is just an extension of 
of right of, of inspiring each other. So that's important. That's what that was what I had to say. And that was the very okay. short, long version, wasn't it? <laughs> well, one of the okay. principles, one of the principles, Lizzie, that I share with all my clients that I live by is that I pray at the altar of an efficient God. So whenever I can get two or three or four things and work it into the same moment, into the same thing, if I can teach somebody to do something and uh, and then they do it, they can not only get self-healing, but they can get spiritual enlightenment and they can get some exercise in and burn some calories. Like, you know, pray at the altar. Nobody prays at the altar of an efficient God better than Rain. She managed to promote Elmer, me, herself, beg to you to send her more clothes and wrap it all up in telling you a nice story. I mean, it is amazing. I think that this girl probably has God watching her to take notes. How can I be more efficient? Let me look at my she, she is, she, she's amazing. She blows my mind. I can't keep up. I'm like, how is she, I'm trying to like, see how she hashtags things even. And I'm trying to learn as I'm doing the social media thing this year. Like, how is she so good at this? And I'm, I'm, I'm learning from her just trying from the outside even. So give me some ideas of if I went to your booth, what would I expect for a range of prices? Because I'm sure somebody watching this says, well, I can't go to Portland right now, especially with the pandemic going on, but I can check out a website or I can do stuff. And so I'm going to get into the brass tacks. What is a, what is a shabby knapsack cost? I mean, like, give me an idea. <laughs> You know, it's, it's one of those things I do it for a living. Um, so it's, it's not cheap. And I admit that I frequently tell people that I can't afford my own clothes. And it's actually true. I literally don't own one of my own garments still. It's been, um, I've been in business for more than 16 years. And I, I literally don't own, I don't own the piece that I'm wearing because somebody says, Hey, I want that one. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, cause I have, like I, like I said, my, my bio, I have six children and this is what my husband and I do full time. Um, our, the bamboo masks, they start at 20 and are 20 to 25. Um, unless you get them in bulk, like four for 50 type of thing, or, um, I think there's a, oh, I don't even want to quote prices right now. Cause I get really bad at the two for things, but, um, general ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my, my garments in general, my, 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 my least expensive top I've ever done, and I don't have them around frequently is 55. They normally start closer to 95 and, and, and my garments, depending on the complexities, uh, usually cap off one somewhere around 198. Um, I do have some garments that, uh, my, my, I call them my truffles. They go from 450 to 750, and um, I don't have any in, in stock even. They're um, they're a, a labor of love. They take me about a year to 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 bring together one of them with elements and pieces and everything. And um, depending on the complexity of them, they go from 450 to 750. So I know that's a huge range because um, they really they just vary in the level of complexity of fabrics and such. I've never done anything more than that. Um, but most of them really the, the place that everything ends up is between that 98 to 198 price range. I don't, I, I don't find that, um, out of, out of sync expensive knowing what I've paid for clothes. I know what sure. I paid for my wedding kilt. Uh, yeah, it was more than anything you've mentioned. Um, oh yeah, and I would charge more for a kilt too. <laughs> yeah, I bet you've said that, right? Here's my piece. Yes, I have to show it off. Oh, that's a, that's range truffle right there. That's oh, wow. one of the the most amazing truffles I've ever made. Oh, yeah. it's incredible. And it was specific for her. It was totally specific for her, but it's um. So do, yeah, do, do the. Do the customs, if someone comes with you a custom piece, is it usually within that price range or is it really just dependent on what they want you to do? Yeah, actually it's, it's um, depending on the complexity. So I don't charge anything more for a custom as far as the, the time it goes into the styles that I, I, I make already. If it's a completely different um, style that I've never made before, um, then there's not really a price that's been put on it. But like my truffles, they range from that. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want one in blacks and browns or 
or grays and reds or whatever. Um, it still is the same price as what it would be if I just created it on my own. If they, if they, if they make it more simple on my brain, because they already kind of know the color schemes, it's actually easier for me. And so it actually be, it ends up being one of the, the, on the, the lower end of the price range. Um, when I have to dream something up out of, out of nowhere and, and, and bring it all together myself, those are the ones that actually are, are the most complex. Um, so, but yeah, I don't, I don't charge any more though for, for the custom orders or anything. So it's in that price range. So now I know, and we're going to be out of time in a couple of minutes, but I want to make sure I bring this up. So I know that for different reasons, um, over the, over my years of being in business, three times I've worked with different image consultants who have like come in and like the first one announced that I was what the, what they call, I guess, a romantic because I have a relationship with my clothes, which is true. I actually, my, my clothes and me, we have a very personal relationship. And so it tells the style I can wear. The other two image consultants, both top in their field, books out, stuff like this. Um, and both of them had a different way of kind of working, but I can say that they both wanted to really like, not only look at everything from like, my first one just looked at my colors and talked to me about like how I interacted with clothes, which some people don't even get that concept. I got it immediately. Right. Um, but you know, of kind of not only how it was gonna look, but how did it represent who I wanted to be in the world? If you were gonna do a custom piece, how, how far do you get in knowing the person? So if you're going to create the piece versus just what their vision is? As much as they'll let me. I'm one of those people that's really bad at boundaries. I'll admit it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> My, my kids are always like so annoyed when I'm at the grocery store because I'm getting to know the grocery clerk, you know, all their personal details and everything. And I just met them. They're like, mom, why do these people talk to you? I will get to know a person as much as they let me. I'm, um, I'm somebody who believes that fashion and clothing is, it's very personal. The colors, the, the depth of the colors, the tones, the, the textures, the comfort level, the drapes, your figure, all the way down to your undergarments. I mean, it's, it's all very, very much so an expression of yourself. You know, I, I talk about the leggings that I wear, the socks that I wear, even though nobody sees them, I know that I'm wearing them. It's all an expression of myself. So as, as much as somebody lets me get to know them, um, is how far I'll go and I'll stalk them too. So social media is really nice like that. <laughs> you know, I'll go in and look at all their pictures if it's a public page and, and try to really get an idea of not just what they like normally, but who they are, you know, the, the movies they like, the music they like, it's all an expression of who they are. It's, um, and I, I, I personally think it's important in my life and I allow it to be important in their life as well. And, and I take it, I take it pretty seriously. So I'm curious, would, so what is your bandwidth these days? Are you picking up individual assignments or are you basically focused on the shop these days? I'm both. I'm, um, you know, I'm doing whatever I can in COVID. I've, I've, um, I was super anti-social media before, um, March 16th is when uh, the market was shut down and, um, and you know, it's been shut down. My, my storefront's been shut down for, for basically a year at this point, we had a little bit of a window where we were open. And so there's that part of me that's okay, this is business. And, um, I've got to be able to do my live and always be producing something that's new and fresh from me. Otherwise I just become a zombie and nothing has life in it. Otherwise, I'm always picking something up on the side and I try to keep it within an amount of time where it's nothing more than takes more than one or two months. Um, but I, I always I like that personal connection. I'm starving for it because market is closed and I, I fed off of people coming in and giving me feedback. You know, that's 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 how I developed. And um, so it's it's the bandwidth is whatever I make it right now. And I'm, I'm kind of week to week, day to day, month to month right now. And, and then I do have the passion to get the market back open. Like I said earlier, I'm um, very involved um, on, on the board of Portland Saturday Market. So I'm 
I'm, I'm somewhat distracted by that. Um, so everything, it depends on how much time people are willing to work with me. I guess that that's probably the best answer I can give you. Okay. So Rain, 30 seconds. <laughs> Tell us yes. who, uh, Valentina next week's, uh, not next week, in two weeks. Valentine's uh, Day, Valentina on Valentine's Day of Valgo Design. Thanks to Lizzie's sister who introduced me to this woman who's in Amsterdam. She's a, a pilot and an amazing accomplished artist. Wait until you talk to her. Beautiful woman. Yeah. Great. Lizzie, so, don't, don't, I know you have to go call me when you get off your call or Skype okay. me or something when you get off your call tonight for Portland tonight, Market. Okay. Okay. Yes, I want to talk to you offline. Does it matter how late it is? It could be like 10. Nope. I don't care. (laughs) Okay, awesome. I'll do that. Yeah. Are we off air? It says live. It still says live. Unless that's live. Now it says record.